Hey, welcome back investors. This is the New to Investing show, Jason here. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing dividend calendars and specifically that same 2020 financial template that I linked in the last video. We're going to be covering it again in a part two uh, video here. And um, yeah, let's get right to it. The three topics that we have today are going to be one, the tracking investment contribution section that we have in our 2020 financial statement. The second topic we'll be discussing is a dividend calendar in the second tab. And of course, the third topic, as you see on the screen here, if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to be not only inputting that data, but we're going to be gathering some metadata from it and then setting some personal goals for our investment contributions. Um, yeah, I think these are three great topics for this video. It's going to help you understand that 2020 financial template a lot more and hopefully get you on the right track to start using it and to start saving for 2020. Now, before we go over to the template and want to bring your attention to one quick thing, uh, this next slide is for informational purposes only and the new to investing show encourages every investor to perform their own research and make their own decisions when it comes to spending and saving. The spending amounts I discuss next are for demonstration purposes only and were chosen to provide an example of a person who is practicing the 50-30-20 rule to spending and saving. All right, let's go ahead and jump on in. All right, so you may recall from our last video in episode three, we discussed the cash flow statement. Uh, this was a cash flow statement that companies are always using and showing to their investors and to the public, but I took a little spin on it and I created one for myself to kind of treat myself as a, as a company um, and, and the business of keeping me alive was the joke last episode. But we essentially have the three sections, which is our income, bill spending or the needs in life that were about 50% of what of your income should be going towards, the wants, in my case, I call it credit card spending for about 30%. And then the last section, the most important one, is going to be your investment contributions. And we're going to be really be focusing on that today and really focusing on these two sections and how this Excel sheet that I've provided, a quick little template on how they all interact with each other. So let's go ahead and do that. All right. In, the, in this last example for January, we had checking. We had $172.58 that we contri uh, contributed to this checking account that we had left over. We had $500 for the portfolio and $200 for your Roth IRA, which was a grand total of $872.58. Really a, a, a large amount for a lot of people. We hit that goal of over 20% saved from our original paycheck. And we're gonna go see how this, these three inputs affect our investment contribution section uh, right here. So what I've done is I've linked each category here to the section below. So for February, let's just say for checking, I had $150 that I contributed for it. My portfolio, I had another 500, and then my Roth IRA had another consistent $500, or sorry, $200. You're gonna see that this row 49 here is going to, is going to update automatically with your investment contributions. And you can see here between January and February, my amount, my total Roth IRA amount has increased $400 from when I originally uh, started the year with $2,000. Uh, the, the $42 that you see here in the IRA div, which is short for uh, dividend, that's gonna be tracked in this other tab that we'll cover in a second. But I just wanted to call out that your IRA uh, contributions, or C-O-N-T for short, is being pulled from the section right above. So if you plan on saving $500 for your stock, stock portfolio for the full year, you can go ahead and click and drag that through. And in this middle section for your portfolio, you're going to have $500 entered for each, um, for each month. And you can see that your month 
totals for your portfolio update automatically. So we started the year with $3,000 in this fake example, and just month over month, you can see the $500 applied, uh, which obviously goes up $6,000. And we'll do the same thing for the Roth IRA. We'll just say this person who's saving is consistent month over month, they're doing a great job. We can go ahead and put 200 bucks in the month for, for every month, and we got, um, this section here, the IRA contribution column is updated with a grand total of $2,400 for our yearly contributions. And we'll just go ahead and quickly do one for checking. Um, to make things simple, we'll just go click and drag the $150, but again, you would be updating this manually month over month. And in this section, you get your grand total here. Uh, don't worry about the percent used right now, just this formula needs to be updated. Take me all of two seconds, but um, and that'll be updated for the template, but you can see your grand totals for each section for your checking. In this fake example is $1,800 for your portfolio. If you're doing 500 bucks a month, you have $6,000 total for your portfolio. And then of course your Roth IRA, you had $2,400, all incredible, credible saving amounts. And then of course, just like the first three sections with your Roth IRA, your portfolio, and your checking account, the checking account, that's those same values are being pulled from the previous section. So Basically, everything is nicely updated. Your totals at the bottom are um, updated as well. Now, the last, or the, I should not say the last, but the third section here is going to be the, the dividend uh, portion. Now, for my Roth IRA, uh, I go through a brokerage called M1 Finance, and I have bonds in this Roth IRA, and all of those bonds pay me monthly or quarterly dividends. And that's why I have an IRA dividend section, and I will break that down here in just a second. The second investment kind of vehicle that we have is my stock portfolio. Uh, I also only invest in dividend stocks, so I'm getting a monthly dividend amount from the stocks that I own. So I also have a dividend section here. And then the last category to see is for the checking account that I use through M1 Finance, it's called M1 Spend. They actually offer interest on the money that you have in your checking account. So I have a last column here called checking interest. Uh, checking interest, excuse me, and I would track that amount here. Now for now, this is a manual process. I'm looking at ways to automate this, but all you'd have to do is once a month, you just go in at the very end of the month and you would see how much interest that you gained on your account and you would enter it uh, here. You can do the same thing for savings account. You would just copy this uh, and copy the section and of course insert it right over and all the formulas would update on their own. All right, so for the dividend contribution part, let's go to the second tab here. Uh, I've gone ahead and created what's called the dividend calendar. Uh, it's very simplistic. At the top here, you have your months, January through December, and then your last column here in column O, you have the totals. And then over here back in column A, you just have the list of stocks. Um, I've gone ahead and entered this manually. This is just an example portfolio. Uh, it's pretty diverse for the most part, a lot of good stocks here. I think I own every single one of these. <laughs> so a uh, little explanation there. But I also point out the sectors. And the reason why I put the sectors to the side of each one was for the section below. It's kind of our sector dividend calendar. I can see how much each sector is providing me uh, for month, for each month, for each quarter, for the total year. Uh, we'll get to, get to that in a second. Um, so for this fake example, in the month of January, uh, Apple, I got $12 in dividends. We could just say AEP, six bucks. Uh, XLB, which is a great materials ETF, got four bucks. Um, we have AT&T for $6, you know, paychecks for four, so on and so forth. Uh, PFE, great healthcare stock, about $2. So 
Again, just a quick example, this would probably be a pretty large portfolio, but you would have $63 in total dividends because it's calculating the entire um, the entire month of all the dividends that you received. Um, remember this number right here for the total dollar amount for January, it's $63. If we go back to the cash flow statement, if you look back at January in the portfolio dividend contribution section, you have that exact same number. And if you look over here on screen that has my kind of area for the formula, you can see it's referencing that C22 cell on the dividend calendar tab. So all you have to do is do kind of the hard work up front is listing out all of your stocks. And then once you have your calendar and you've, well, in this case, you're copying this template, all that hard work is done for you, you just have to enter in your stocks. All you'd have to do is update the, um, I shouldn't say $123 for that section. All you have to do is go ahead and update a couple of your stocks with the dividends that you're receiving. Just do a couple here, and then we'll just go through and fill out the rest, put zero. And then if you take a look at the bottom of February for the total amount of dividends that you've earned, it was $54. And so if we go back to our cash flow statement, you will see automatically for February, for the month of February of 2020, my portfolio dividend um, contribution was $54. So as you update the months on your dividend calendar, you are going to see that reflected on the cash flow statement here. Um, super important thing to note. All right, so back to the quick comment I made about the columns of the different sectors. So you can see I have tech, healthcare, utilities, materials, bonds. I have, I have all of them here. I think for the most part, I may be missing one or two. But as you can see here in the section below, um, this was just for you know my own personal interest. I wanted to see how each sector was performing. I know how much I invest in each of them. We'll go over sector allocations in the next video, but that's one reason why it's here. But I really wanted just to call out how much money I'm making per sector and I could take action on it just to see the overall health of it, how much I'm earning for it month over month, each quarter for the total year. Um, just gives me some more additional insight and I could take action on it in the future. Um, but as you can see here, as I'm updating this section, let's just say we got a $6 dividend from Caterpillar Industrial. If I update this $0 dividend to six bucks, you can see that this section right below in row 33 went from zero to $6. I'll do that again. I had a $0 dividend, that industrial section for February updated to zero. We can go back, put $6 in for a dividend, let's just say I got from it. That total not only is updated there, but my grand total on the bottom section here is updated to 60 bucks, and you would see that update right here in the February uh, section for portfolio dividend investment. All right, and so now back to the third section on this page or on this tab, that's gonna be the Roth IRA dividend calendar. And as you guessed, it's the exact same thing as the portfolio dividend calendar, it just focusing on my Roth IRA. My um, Roth IRA is relatively simple. It has actually, these are all the actual bonds that I, that I choose to invest in, and same mentality here. If I had a $20 dividend from VOIM, the SPHD, let's just say for six, I'll just put in a whole bunch of fake one, fake numbers here. Let's just say I had 12 and 23 and then 26. Uh, I would have a total of $85 for that total column. Now, not all of these bonds pay monthly. Some of them are quarterly. I'd have to check and see which ones they are. But for the most part, I think majority of them are monthly. Um, but again, this calendar here would be able to tell you that in real time. It's a lot easier just to look them up, but this calendar would give you visualization of uh, which ones pay monthly, which ones pay quarterly. 
And again, you have your monthly totals and of course your year, yearly totals and even your stock totals or your bond totals. You can see for the row 41 for VOIM for the month of January and February, uh, January $12 dividends payout for February 20, and the very far column of N, that's a total of $32. And once you have all months, you know, of all the data inputted for every single month for all the dividends you received, that total would increase as well. We go back to our cash flow statement. You'll see that the IRA dividend contributions for February has been updated to $85. That's perfect. That's exactly what we were looking for for the month of February. The grand total of all of our dividends was $85. So you can see that this section is being updated um, automatically. And then for our last section, as we go back to our cash flow statement, you will see that there's a checking INT. Again, that's checking interest that you received. Um, let's just say for interest, I received 20 bucks. And then for the next month of February, I've, I've earned 21. Um, yeah, we've touched on that, but you'll see that the formulas here and that the totals for your checking total checking account is being updated automatically. Now, let me go ahead and clean this up real fast. Let's go ahead and delete our contributions for the rest of the year so that we just focus on the first two months. And we can see that now we have two months of data inputted. We can see that our grand total for our Roth IRA is 200, or sorry, $2,527 for the month of February. That's based on two months of contributions and two months of IRA dividends. For our stock portfolio, we have our grand total of $4,123. Again, that's gonna be coming from two contributions uh, for each month of $500. And the first month was $63 in dividends. The second month was $60 in dividends. And then for our checking contributions, we had $172.58 and then $150 with the interest for January of $20 and the interest of February for $21. So that'll bring us to the grand total of $10,000. $363.58. That's pretty darn incredible. Um, you can see that the total values for each kind of investment vehicle is below. You have 2,527, again, $4,123, and then $10,363.58. Why I wanted to call that out is if you see these last two sections here, we have something that's called total net worth. Um, in this instance, I'm not minusing my liabilities if I have any debts outstanding. Let's just assume I'm debt-free and I own everything that I have. Um, that's going to bring a grand total of $17,013.58. That's important because once you're done with updating for the year, you can go ahead and enter in that number uh, in your net worth column. So you can see your net worth slowly increasing time over time. Um, we forgot to do it for the month of January in this example, but we could go back and change that. Uh, let's just go ahead and enter that. I can just hit copy. And if we go ahead to February and just make this or delete this, we can see. Uh, let's go ahead and remove our dividends. We can go ahead and see that our grand total is going to be $16,018.58. We can enter that here. So we'll go ahead and copy that and I'll just redo all of my deletions so we can add back all the data. Um, and as you can see, copy this back, we now can track our net worth um, month over month. And 
If what I just did was super complicated, just ignore it. I basically just forgot to track my net worth at the end of the month of January. Uh, and then I had entered in all the data for the month of February. I had to go back in time and, and make sure to capture what that dollar amount was. So um, if it looked complicated, it can be. That's why I highly, highly recommend that you check this on a bi-weekly or a monthly basis and make sure you're inputting the data correctly uh, to get a more accurate number. So, Hey investors, Jason here. I realized I'd failed to mention two important columns. That's going to be the IRA gain and the port gain, uh, short for portfolio gain. Uh, in these sections, they are, if you can see my screen here, they are going to document the increase or decrease in the value of your Roth IRA or your individual portfolio uh, stock portfolio gain here on the month. So as you can see, we had a starting dollar amount of $2,000 in a Roth IRA. We contributed $200. We had an increase of $42 in dividends on the month. And then we also had just an overall uh, stock market gain of 20 bucks for all of our Roth IRA investments. That brings us a grand total of $2,262. All right, now let's look over at the portfolio section. We started with $3,000. We had a portfolio contribution of 500 bucks, a dividend increase of, or dividend contribution of $63. And then let's say our portfolio didn't do too hot. So instead of having a higher total with that $563 between these two sections, let's say maybe our portfolio decreased by $40. You would see that affected in the grand total for the month of January. Um, and just to prove that it works, we can put this negative $40 to zero and that goes up 40 bucks to 563. And then let's just say the uh, exact opposite. Let's say our, our portfolio gained $40. You'll see this total price increase to $603 or $3,603. So just wanted to quickly call out these gain sections. They are a great way of tracking your increase or decrease in your portfolio. Um, and unfortunately it's manual at the moment. I'm looking at ways of automating this, but that would be, you'd have to interact with your brokerage and accounts and yada, yada, yada. Uh, for the time being, it is just a good marker to mainly input the um, increase or decrease of each portfolio and it will update your grand totals. So yeah, just wanted to quickly call that out. I realized I missed that uh, when editing this video. So yeah, thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. So yeah, um, I think that's pretty much gonna do it. Um, I can't think of anything else at the moment. You do see a third section here called sector allocations. This is something that is a very complex topic. It has um, a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different takes, a lot of different investing strategies. And depending on who you talk to, they're going to tell you a different story. Um, I pulled a pretty simplistic one from um, a pretty famous website. I won't go into it all now. I talked for about, for about an hour. But know that third tab is there just more for like reference and for additional, additional uh, education. So yeah, that's going to do it for the 2020 financials template. We cover the cash flow statement tab in, in full along with the dividend calendar. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave a comment, a message, hit me up on social media. Uh, wherever you can find me, uh, I'll try to answer your questions. All right, so with all that being said, let's go ahead and do a quick recap of what we discussed this episode. In the first topic, we discussed our investment contributions in the section that we had. And I just wanted to reiterate that always aim to have a consistent monthly investment contribution rate for each of your saving vehicles. Always start with funding this section first and then take care of your other bills, your wants, your needs in life. Always make sure you're hitting that 20% for your savings. It will change your life, I, I, I promise you. 
Uh, the section, the, sorry, the second section that we talked about was the dividend calendar. That's the second tab, really the dividend calendar and the Roth IRA calendar. Um, if you have other saving vehicles, you could create other calendars like that. It's just a great way of documenting how much additional income, how much passive income you're receiving, especially from dividends. Um, and it's just a great way to track it. And you saw, you saw the automations of the how the data was documented, how if you put it on your dividends and your dividend calendar, it would show up in your investment contribution section. We, we highlighted that a couple times. Um, and then lastly, when you see those trends on the calendar month over month or quarter over quarter, you can start to see patterns. And that's essentially what this entire sheet is for. It's to really put the data straight in front of you to start, um, or sorry, to allow you to take action on either bad spending habits, bad saving habits. It, it's unfortunately for a lot of people, your money and your savings is, is out of sight, so it's out of mind. But this sheet here brings it straight to you. You're, you're kind of forced to do it manually. That's why I like the sheet over apps. Uh, I'll review some in the future, but that's why I really like doing things manually because it just kind of constantly reminds me of my spending and saving habits. But because of that, we're able to set goals. And so since we're at the start of a new year, set a monthly goal for each of your investment accounts. Every quarter, look back at the last three months and ask yourself if there are any ways to increase your savings. Um, almost certainly the answer will be yes. So that's something I think you should focus on. All right, we'll spend a few minutes here to turn over to viewer questions. Uh, the first question we have is what type of accounts do I have? Um, I personally have a checking account, an individual stock portfolio, a 401k through my employer, and a Roth IRA, um, all of which I fund on a consistent basis and on a monthly basis. This is a topic that I'll discuss in future videos, just the different type of accounts that you can have and should have in life. So great question, but those are the ones I have. Um, the second question, what account do I fund the most? Uh, besides my checking accounts, because that's kind of, that one's kind of a given. Um, well, I usually go with my stock, individual stock portfolio. Uh, I have a personal goal that I set for 2020. I want it, my stock portfolio to be in a healthy spot. I want it to be diversified and well-funded and consistently funded. But my main goal is to at least make $100 a month in dividends at least one of the months out of the year. Um, it's going to be a tough challenge. It's something that I can update on this channel or on social media, but kind of a goal I want to focus on and why I'm, I'm funding my individual stock portfolio the most. So great question. And the last question for the episode is what's the difference between a checking and savings account? Uh, for a lot of young investors, this is a very common question, but a great one and a, a really, really important one. Um, so important. I, I want to keep my response short because I'm going to try to film an episode about this so that everyone out there it's a very deep understanding of the difference because it is very important. Uh, but in short, you can gain interest on the money that you put into a savings account. Um, there are some companies out there, especially M1 Finance, that offers a checking account that actually also offers interest on that. But checking accounts mainly focus on the liquidity ability, so the, the ability to, to withdraw funds quickly. Um, whether that's access through an ATM, through a debit card, through a checkbook, your, your money is very accessible very quickly, like instantaneously. With a savings account, there's a lot more restrictions. A savings account is really meant for putting funds away for an extended period of time. Um, and they're not really meant to be touched for, for, for quite some time, usually for large purchases or for specific uh, saving reasons. Um, so 
that's really the two difference. Um, yeah, I will go into more detail in another episode, I promise you. But great question. A, a very common one and one that needs to be addressed a lot more. All right, so with the episode coming to an end, for the term of the episode is going to be net worth. We touch on it briefly, and I use it slightly incorrect because I'm not stating my liabilities or the items that, I, that I'm in debt to in life. Um, if you're debt-free, then the example we use wouldn't apply to you, but any liability that you have, credit card debt, um, credit card bills, or anything like that, uh, you would want to highlight it there to get your true net worth. Um, but in this instance, especially from Investopedia, great source, they say a net worth is the measure of wealth of an entity, person, or corporation, as well as sectors and countries. Simply, net worth is defined as the difference between assets and liabilities. It is an important metric to gauge a company's health, and it provides a snapshot of the firm's current financial position. Um, again, a great piece of information we're looking at companies to invest in. And that's going to be their net worth. Highly, highly recommend looking more into that. All right. Uh, I think that's going to pretty much do it for the episode. We're going to be wrapping it up here. But before we go, I want to do a quick social media plug. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of the podcast outlets. Um, I'm pretty much on every single uh social platform out there, including I think even TikTok was our most recent one. Pinterest, I think I have a Pinterest account for this for uh, the new to investing show, we'll, we'll be posting all of our Instagram posts. Um, and of course, our, our website still under construction. But if you could drop a like, a follow, a uh, subscription, or even a comment, I can't tell you how much it's appreciated. Uh, it really helps those algorithms, those formulas within each social media outlet, and it helps grow the show. Uh, I honestly can't thank you enough if you do just one of those things. So, so thanks if you do. All right, and a quick disclaimer before we end the show. The New to Investing show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a recommendation to buy or sell any security and is not an offer or sale of a security. The New to Investing show is also not a research report and is not intended to serve as the basis of any investment decision. If the New to Investing show covers a service or security that one of the hosts uses or owns, we'll make sure to let you know. Okay, that's it. I promise that's the last slide. That's going to be it for the... For the episode, again, they have the 2020 financial template or the cash flow statement. That template is going to be linked in the description. It was discussed in the last video. So if you haven't seen that, I'll link it here uh, on the end screen here. Make sure to check out that video first. It covers the basics. It covers the first topics. But this video brings the second tab into picture and shows how all the other sections kind of interact with each other. Um, I highly recommend using this throughout the year. I've done it for all of 2019. I'm considering do a, doing a video on it. I would just have to hide like personal financial information. But for the most part, I would be able to show this this page, this Excel sheet that I personally built from scratch uh, into practice for the entire 12 months. So it's something I'm very proud of. It's something I think a lot of people who are starting the new year with the new year's resolution of saving money or investing more in savings. I think this Excel sheet is a great, great way to do so. So yeah, I think that's it. Uh, the last section I will say in the upcoming videos we discussed, but mainly the different sectors and the sector allocations uh, for your stock portfolio. That's going to be down the line, but a, a great topic to discuss. All right, I'll stop rambling. Thanks everyone for watching. Uh, hope you have a great day, great weekend, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. All right, see ya.